gasoline to the brain and it podcast is the best kind of podcast because it's your kind of podcast and it's my kind of podcast and it's time for the podcast so let's have the podcast right now <laughs> hey that was back by popular demand <gasps> sarah's theme song for yes brain Candy official podcast. unofficial yeah theme song people were missing it i heard <laughs> they tagged me so i give the people what they want i think that they just you know they were in a routine yeah and then we took a break mm-hmm. and now they were sad we were gone but now we're back again we were lost but now we're found there you go welcome to episode 169 (laughs) nice and we're 12 and uh if you want to hear that joke for the first time listen to episode 69 (laughs) you can hear that joke in its original form but same 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 um oh i missed you sus you too i feel like it's been a while it has it's been more time than usual because we like change the date or something that we record or less time than usual. It was less time than oh. usual, but it felt like more. Probably because just a whole bunch of stuff happened this That weekend. is true. I started keeping a list of things I needed to tell Sarah. Yes. It was not disappointing, really. That's the best. Because we have stuff we can share on the air and mm-hmm. stuff we, we can't. Right. So, but don't worry. Our on-air stuff is good, too. My list consists of only things I can share on the air. <laughs> so. Oh, right. Okay. Before we get started, this episode of Brain Candy is sponsored by Opinion Outpost. Here's what Opinion Outpost is. Companies need input from people like you, consumers, before they launch new products and services. And they get Opinion Outpost to find people like you and me to take online surveys. And you can tell companies how you feel about pretty much everything, their products, advertising, whatever. And in return, Opinion Outpost rewards you for taking the survey. So you can earn cash iTunes gift cards, Amazon gift cards, and tons of other stuff. And the cool thing is you can do the surveys anytime because they're online 24-7. So whenever you have free time, you can just pop on and take these surveys. I think they're super fun to take. They don't um, require a credit card or anything like that, and you earn money just by sharing your opinion. So sign up today at opinionoutpost.com slash braincandy to make your voice heard and start earning rewards. That's opinionoutpost.com slash braincandy, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Let's get started. Yeah. I wanted to start with this fascinating article Yes, I read Tell me. in The Atlantic. Best. And I know you're a big emoji fan. I am. And this article was about, first of all, the process of, you know, how they decide what emojis to add each year and how, whatever. Well, there's a whole process and there's a committee. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Also, how do I get on the emoji committee? Well, it's all in this article and it's about how, you know, you can think, if you think of an emoji that you can apply to get that emoji added to the lexicon of emojiness. Huh. And um, somebody decided, which is brilliant, this woman, she was breastfeeding and, you know, you're on your phone. Yeah. And she was sending a message and she realized that all of the women's shoe emojis are healed, high yeah. healed. Yeah. The boot. Yeah. Um, and the red pump. Mm-hmm. And then there's some unisex shoes, like a tennis shoe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but the men's shoes are flat, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, practical. Mm-hmm. And she was upset that even within the emoji world, 
The patriarchy still wants us to be constricted, yes. unable to flee <laughs> expeditiously. <laughs> uh, you know, because a lot of the things that are distinctly female in fashion are designed to restrict your ability to move. And here I am begging for cleaning product emojis. <laughs> Sarah, so, just what is it? A broom? I you just want? want a broom and a mop? That's the same problem, though. <laughs> that like if they did submit that, and it'd those be were, pink or right? something. Well, they are, you know, yeah. known as being women's work. Uh-huh. But Sarah wants cleaning emojis. So if you do, you can you can apply for that. But this woman found a lady who had drawn several emojis that had been accepted. Mm-hmm. So that's her thing now. This artist draws wow. emojis. Yeah, and they. They devised a a sketch of a blue ballet flat. Oh, nice. That's stylish yet. Practical. Practical. Comfortable. And they really were specific about what colors they would allow the emoji to be. They wouldn't let it be pink or red. It had to be a a color that, you know, wasn't indicative of years of oppression. oppression. Yeah. I like my, my, my mind just keeps going to foot binding is essentially what we're doing. Yeah. Torturous. And, uh, so the, this emoji hopefully will get the green light, but that it mm. has to go through a whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was fascinated both by the process through which an emoji comes to life and the, a woman even became aware that there was something missing. There was a void in her emojis and then did something about it. I just love thinking about how there was a council meeting about this smiley happy poop. Yeah, there was. And that that and then frowned now, the line. Now they're doing a frowny one. Oh, they that decided makes sense. we needed a, we, a poop. We that... need to balance the poo world. <laughs> and I actually really like that too because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of people that sit around and say like, "What is this needed for?" <laughs> there's such a long history of emojis because they came about, you know, a long time before we started using them. Yeah, and it really is becoming a language. Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling it more and more that I can't, I was writing a letter to the uh, director of my program at school and, you know, we have a, a, I would call it like a casual professional relationship where it's comfortable and, you know, we can make jokes, uh, you know, in a friendly way and professional way, but it's not super formal. And I felt like the squinty tongue out emoji had to be used. The, I couldn't get my message across without it. So wow. I just included it in a letter. To And I said, oh my God, what am I doing? But then I felt like they would get When you what say I was letter, saying. do you mean email? Email, email. Okay. Email. What if I, what if I hand drew it? That would be the funniest. Hang on. I have to take time to draw a squinty face. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let me see your phone actually. Show okay. me your Most your recently emojis. used? Yeah. Oh, this is my favorite thing to do. I okay. bet I could. Let me guess my what they are. Sometimes I'm like. Yeah. It seems like you're having racist <laughs> conversations with your friends based on the amount of flags that are being used. Let me guess what yours oh, okay, are. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because Sarah is queen of uh-huh. the following. Okay. The sunglasses face. Definitely. The thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Often together. <laughs> Always. Then, as you said, the squinty face. Yep. Goofball. Number one on here. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. are these the most recent or the most used? These are the most recently used, but I think they're also... Now, two of them are going to be throwaways because I just recently resorted my phone that's all color-coordinated, mm-hmm. and I use emojis to title color... Oh, really? Like uh, uh, 
like folders. Yeah. Oh, God. So the yellow and blue fish is on here, but that is just because it was used to title something. So. Mm. Okay, let me guess one more yes. that I think you use a lot. Yeah. Uh, fire? Yep. <laughs> yes. Money. There, you could probably guess three more that I use. I know you know all the rest. Um, you know so many of these. 100? Yep. <laughs> Where'd I'm I just really go? Happy. Well, that was what I was gonna say. The ice cream one. Yep. Yeah. And with that is probably gonna be also. Mm, I don't know. Oh, licky licks. Lollipop. <laughs> okay. And tongue out or something. Yeah. Right. Of course. Yeah. And you're like the, very consistent with and your the emojis. Eh, me shrug. Yes, I should have guessed that one. But I like to do them all yellow because i feel like oh yeah i don't even want to put the white girl on there oh no you know what i mean no i'm anti yeah i don't even want to be associated with the white race me neither <laughs> i see you just in the, oh, this is so but people are gonna be mad my professor was giving the same teacher who i have the casual uh, friendly relationship yes. with he is my substance abuse professor and he's going through in class and going over the demographics of people who you smoke marijuana or use uh uh, psycho psychedelic drugs and mm. he was basically just asking a bunch of questions and every answer I, I was giving it would be like so who is the primary abuser of this and i was like white people <laughs> and i like mouthed it out and he started cracking up and he like couldn't even continue is that true the class. That they are people- high on the list i mean it's really yeah uh, uh upper to middle class white people tend to be the ones to use because yeah. psychedelics Psych- no. Because psychedelics, <laughs> like that's the answer. Because psychedelics, man. Oh, you know, I love your emoji addiction. Yeah. What What are you on yours? Mine are, you know, I'm gonna guess. Probably like I want to play this ones. game. Okay. Let me okay, see. Okay. Okay. Let me think. If I were Susie, I don't even know where to go. What okay. am I going to put? Okay. I'm gonna guess Senorita Lady Dancing. <laughs> Never. What? No way. I do not use that very often. I'm zero for. Zero. Right. One now. Uh, how about the twins? Nope. What the fuck is happening? This is great. This is the worst. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You okay. have a son. I'm going to say the picture of the mom and the dad and the little boy with the heart. Nope. What the hell? I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> what do you have on there? The red heart I'm pretty okay, big okay, fan okay, of. Okay, okay, okay. You should have guessed this. Wine. Oh, God. Obviously. Idiot. Idiot. <laughs> Idiot. Um, the pumpkin. Oh, seasonal. Got it. Seasonal. Oh, <laughs> uh, is there a ghost on there? No. Fuck. The nerdy glasses mm-hmm. emoji. How about the science thing? That little science uh-huh. microscope. Okay. Uh-huh. I got yeah. one. You got one. Thank and, God. Uh, in contrast to your thumbs up. Thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> of course. That is hilarious. Oh, so good. Susie's is a thumbs down and mine is a thumbs Well, you know, that, says it all. that pretty much sums us up. It's balance. It's the yin and the yang. It is the happy face poop and the unhappy happy face poop. Right. As soon as that sad poop comes out, I'll be using it. I know. That and that's kind of like you and me, you know? What I do give a thumbs up to, though, is getting free contact lenses. Yeah. Because I like getting free stuff in general, especially when it improves my vision. Yes. <laughs> Uh, if you, what if I told you, you could get a fresh pair of lenses for every single day for less 60 contacts for 30 bucks 
do the math. That's a dollar a day. That's half the price of the other brands. Go to HubbleContacts.com and get your first two weeks for free. I did it and I got my nephew to sign up and I love them. They are basically quality daily lenses, but for half the price of what you're used to paying. And contacts are super expensive because there's four companies that run the market. Okay, I hate right, that. Right. And so Hubble is like, okay, done. We're going to sell directly to you and offer you them at half the price. So that's fantastic. They're easy on the eyes and the wallet. Go to HubbleContacts.com to get your first two weeks of lenses for free. That's 15 pairs of lenses for free. You really can't beat the deal. Hubble is offering my listeners two weeks of free contacts. And um, that's H U B B L E contacts.com. Uh, and it's super easy too. It takes like five minutes to just you put your see, so, you know, <laughs> hello. Right. And you get them. In, I won't have to keep using that glasses emoji. There you go. It will no longer be <laughs> applicable. <laughs> That's cute. Uh, righty. Now moving on, moving on. Uh, Oh, I, what? I'm sorry. I just have so many things I'm excited about. Oh my about. God. Great. I read this book called uh, Shakespeare, The World as Stage by Bill Bryson. He's one of my favorite uh, authors. Mm -hmm. And it's simply a book about what do we know about Shakespeare? Yeah. And that's why it's pretty thin because we don't know a lot. Was he gay? No, I don't think he was. But they did mention that his sexuality is unclear. He was married Mm -hmm. and had kids. Um, some people think is he's gay because the sonnets that he wrote were written to men, mm-hmm. or at least you know they were directed towards men. But who knows like what he intended? So that's like what's great about the book is that there's all these tomes written yeah. about like theories, which are fun too. But this is like okay, what do we actually yes. know? What do we know? Well, not much, as I said. Mm-hmm. But you know, some of the fun things about the book are actually not even about Shakespeare. It's about like what was happening at the time. And here's what I couldn't believe. Uh, so this is so fun. Can't ah, wait. I love it. <laughs> okay. So back in the day it, at this time, they were obsessed with putting sugar on everything. Even like meats, they would cover in glaze. Who isn't? <laughs> right. Fun size Something's candy. never changed. Something's and they would even, you know, put glazes on fish and meat. They were covered in oh, sugar. Sugary fish sounds like the worst idea. Right. Okay. Okay. And so naturally, because of this, uh-huh. they had teeth problems. Yep. And so most people had black teeth, mm. but it was a sign of wealth. So to have black teeth because you can eat a lot of sugar. Yeah. Okay. And so it's so cool because the poor people would get like, you know, coal or whatever and put it on their teeth to make them black. What is happening? So that they appeared wealthier. And I love it because obviously as a reader, I'm like, these nutcases, this is so crazy. Yeah. But then I'm like, we put bleach on our teeth to look like we have nicer teeth because that's what wealthy people do now. It's the same thing. Totally the same. And how bat used to be a sign of wealth. I mean, back in the day, King Henry and... Every number <laughs> yes. to just eat themselves, right? Because it was like if you had enough to afford food, right? I love it. And then women would bleach their skin because being out in the sun was a sign of being poorer, mm-hmm. and so they wanted. And now to have I pay monthly to get Goats. a spray tan. Yes, so I love that. Wow. Um, but there are tons of things like that in the book that I just. When is body hair going to come back in fashion? Because I'm ready to not <laughs> shave my legs forever. 
That's actually a good question. That's never going to come back. When did it go out of style, body hair? Good mm-hmm. question. When did we start sh- Well, I know that we started shaving off our... When they started allowing that in porn. And it was only in the 90s. But wonder why they did it in porn. So you could see more. Oh, just for just camera angles? Yeah, so you can see, like, really? all that hair was covering up everything you wanted to look i mean the yeah the it was real, blocking the good stuff it was like a uh you know when they blur it out <laughs> it already looks like it just has a little black box <laughs> really right, it, was it was to like remove self- the little black box that is a good point oh well i don't think i don't know if that's ever going to come no back. i don't either but Although, i'm ready if it does i do i have seen like um oh the bush recent, back. the bush is back yeah amber rose Amber Rose. Dang, it looked good. And even in some um, fashion campaigns, women aren't shaving under arms. Uh So uh maybe uh it is uh sooner than we think. Um, Then one more thing (laughs) I'll add to be nerdy. Yeah. um, I want to hear them all. Was that women and men who wore black... So, you know, they would look... Oftentimes you look at pictures from back in the day and you can glean things about a person's wealth and mm-hmm. education and things like that. And one of the ways you can tell from an image of somebody, a painting, is what, what color they wore because black clothes required the most dye mm-hmm. and that was something that you couldn't afford. So if the person in the picture is wearing beige or white, then they were most likely of lower income. I never would have thought of that. Me neither. Because so, we kind of associate white with this purity and it doesn't get dirty. Yeah. And so, you know, remember when we were at the wine tasting yeah. event was it you oh no it was the, the another gal i was there with right before you showed up we were talking it was her first time she'd ever gone to one of those things and she said i'm so surprised at all the women wearing white right and i said it's almost a status symbol to say that you're at a wine event and you don't even care wine can spill on your nice fancy white dress and you have enough money to buy a new one so you see all these women in the middle of november walking around in their all white outfits breaking that after Labor Day rule. Yeah, there's so many things like that that you don't think about culturally, yeah. but that are just sort of implicit and mm-hmm. you know, I wear white to this type of yeah. event. And it only takes about two times to go to be like, oh yeah, it's definitely a white pants thing. <laughs> I don't know why, it's so weird. The uh, last thing of, of specifically about Shakespeare that I found interesting in the book, but you should read it because it's real short, everyone would really like it, um, was that in his will, he left... Only thing, in Will's will? In Will's will, <laughs> he only left one thing specifically to his wife, which was his second best bed. Who the hell got his first best? We don't know. A dude. <laughs> See? Sarah. I'm fine with it. Sarah's got a theory. I do. We should have a segment called that. <gasps> yes, we should. Sarah's got a oh, theory. Oh, speaking of which, my friend Allie sent me a whole article on just the, the title is, if you believe in conspiracy theories, science said there's something wrong with your brain. I have not yet opened it up to read. <laughs> Don't open it. It's like one of those, it may be something I can't unread. So, Well, hey, it's just fun to talk about them at least. Well, I do have some thing that'll kind of make your, I don't know, it's kind of get, makes me feel kind of creeped out, but it's not a conspiracy theory. It's freaking fact. What? You know how in past episodes I've talked about how crows and ravens are like the smartest thing in the whole world? Yeah. Well, they are even smarter than we think. What? Okay, so... Are they smarter than us? <laughs> they certainly know more than... They're plotting. 
And we have proof that they're plotting. What? Okay, so there was a study that was done at Lund University in Sweden, and this guy for his research project wanted to see if animals had the ability to plan ahead, to plan for the future. Because that's one thing that they say really separates us from the animals. Like we have an idea of cause and effect. We know, you know, our actions can dictate what will happen in the future. We don't think animals know those things. So this guy designed an experiment where he took ravens and he trained them uh, and it works with any ravens, crows, or jays. They all belong to the same family that are called corvids, and they're these fucking smart birds. Okay? I wonder why they're so damn smart. I don't know. It's so weird. So in this experiment, he took a group of them and he trained them how to use a puzzle, a puzzle where you take a rock and you drop a rock down a tube. And Sarah, what? we just talked about this in the last episode. No, this is a new one. Okay. We talked about that, how they were able to the use- The raccoons? Yeah. How they were able to use and, like, feed themselves with this machine. Okay. Well, now this guy took another, based on this experiment, the next step. So this is the cause and effect thing. So he teaches them how to use this puzzle. And then he puts them in a room with the puzzle. Yeah. Has them play with it. They, They recognize that the puzzle is there. They know that they need a rock to make the puzzle work. They've been trained before yes. on this. So now he takes them into this room, puts the puzzle box there with no rocks. Okay. Then he takes the puzzle box out of the room and he puts, uh, does like some something to distract them, something to like get their mind off. Then he opens the door to another room and in this other room, he shows them a rock and some other distracting objects Yeah. and lets the bird decide what the bird like doesn't, he can go back to the room, yeah. he can do whatever he wants. 86% of the time, they pick the rock, knowing that they can hold on to it and use it for the puzzle that's thing. Crazy. But that's not even the craziest part of the story. Okay. So one of the birds that he trained in part of this experiment figured out how he hacked the puzzle. He figured out that he didn't need a rock and that you could take a stick that you can find anywhere in nature, pick up the stick, jam the stick into the puzzle, and then it'll continuously keep the food coming because... The frickin' bird taught the other birds, and the guy had to remove the bird from the experiment because he started teaching the other birds before they even got to the puzzle. No. So by the time they he hadn't even trained them on how to use the puzzle yet, the birds who had hung out with this bird already knew how to hijack the puzzle and how to use sticks before they had even touched the puzzle. What the actual fuck? That's crazy. They're, so every time you see them when you're like in the parking lot and they're like watching you walk to their car. They're thinking, like, what can I steal <laughs> off this bitch? What Come she got on. that I can... And there's been recorded proof of crows and jays stealing uh, murder weapons from crime scenes. Like, they'll steal a knife, and people don't know what happened to a knife that, that the, you know, cops had right there. It, I am, like, jacked up on crows right now. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? It really is. I really am. I'm so happy for you. So I had to share that because I was like mind blown and these guys are really creepy. Well, that's for sure. When I was at the, um, you know, when I went to the Neil deGrasse Tyson event, yes, he was talking and I might've told you this privately, but he was talking about how human beings are 1% smarter than primates. Uh-huh, uh-huh, right. Uh-huh. And... Okay. That, you know, that's not very much. Like, basically, 
mm-hmm. we're the same. Or maybe it's 1% DNA difference or yeah, whatever yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. But he said, so, so let's say there's extraterrestrial people right, <laughs> or right. whatever you'd yes. call them. Life. Life. Yes. That are just 1% right. smarter just, than let's us. Let's just be like mi- just bare minimum 1%. And then they uh-huh. show up oh, yeah. and we're basically their apes. Yep. And they're like, oh, they're so cute, but let's murder them. Oh, and poke like, them with a stick like we do to all the apes for so long. Put us in cages and say, who screwed. wants We're totally. The only thing that's good is to know that the amount of technology, like listen to Michio Keiku talk and you'll be like, oh, thank God. Like it's. It's going to be okay. It's It'll be a, how they would even communicate with us is so far beyond what we are able to comprehend. Like if you had the, the technology to travel between the distance between life inhabiting planets you would also have technology where you'd be able to communicate on like a level that would be so we wouldn't even be able to prepare for it's like showing a caveman an iphone and being like hey and then music and he's like i don't even know what fire is or a wheel (laughs) so it would be like that oh my god this is stressing me out i'll tell you something that won't stress you out though this is a really funny fact I'll tell you something first. Okay. What's not depressing is the new FabFitFun seasonal subscription box mm-hmm. for busy women mm-hmm. if you want to discover brands and products for a life well-lived. I know you're living your best life over there, Sarah. Hey, but I can always use a <laughs> box of stuff to make me live even better. <laughs> um, it's more than just a beauty sample box. FabFitFun delivers a mix of full-size fashion uh, last year, I got a really beautiful scarf. <gasps> Me too. I still have that. Do you? I love it. The plaid one? Yeah. Love it. It's so cute. Yep. And you can get um, beauty products, home stuff, fitness, wellness, and it comes to your door four times a year for just forty nine ninety nine a box. If you are a person that doesn't really like shopping or likes to try new, like trendy stuff, yeah. it's a great way for you to do that. And it's like getting a surprise party at your door. You know how we feel about that. Um, and when you open it, you just feel like you do on, you know, like on your birthday or something, yeah, but if you just... don't know what's going to be in there, it's like a fun <laughs> right. a gift box. Yeah. And, um, I can, I've gotten some really good things that then I will end up buying later separately. Just I feel like I really four times it. a year at that price is a perfect gift for like your sister yeah, or, Somebody in your family. People who don't treat themselves yes, anything. Yes, and then they get to keep, and you can like say that that's like birthday and Christmas present because they get it four times a year. Right. And you're like, oh, you like these two? Well, guess what? I ordered two more for you for your birthday. And, and if you just... get, well, and you get over 200 bucks worth oh, of stuff hello. for only forty nine ninety nine. so that's great. If you use our promo code, you get $10 off your first box. So that's thirty nine ninety nine. Oh, come on. Right. <laughs> it's free. Go to FabFitFun to subscribe. Try FabFitFun today. Um, go to FabFitFun to subscribe and start getting the box for a life well lived. Use promo code BRAINCANDY to get $10 off your first box. That's products valued at 200 bucks for only $39.99. Again, go to FabFitFun.com and use our code BRAINCANDY to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. Okay, back to what you wanted to tell me. All right, because I'm itching to tell you this one. Okay. So, you know how I love the mu- movie Jurassic Park? And especially Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, come on now. (laughs) Right, okay. Um, So I just read this awesome article that was on uh, on Vice on Motherboard, uh, motherboard motherboard.vice.com. You can check it out. I love Motherboard. Me too. Mm -hmm. Uh, So two independent studies were done 
on the skeletal system of a T-Rex. And they did the motion, like they studied his motion and his movements. And based on his height and the bones that we have and, you know, what we're able to determine based on his, like, locomotion, they top out at 12 miles an hour. That's how fast those guys can run. T-Rexes can't run fast. So in Jurassic Park, when he's, like, chasing the car and it's totally scary, Jurassic, like, T-Rex would move. And to put that in perspective, Usain Bolt runs 28 miles an hour. So Usain Bolt is running laps around T-Rex. Yeah. So really, T-Rex was just a really big meat-eating animal who then got slower-moving animals and ate them. I mean, that's not even impressive. Aren't you kind of like, what the fuck is the big deal with T-Rex then? What is the big deal? Just some big teeth and little teeny tiny arms (laughs) and teeny tiny little legs that can't run any faster than 12 miles an hour. Is it just that they're so humongous? Yeah. Yeah. But then everything else was super humongous too. But I mean, here's look what at the, I want to know. Here's, look, I'll give you a simulated, I'll put this in the newsletter, but it's a simulated reconstruction of a T-Rex walking gait. So look how slow he's going. He just walks. He's basically a loser. Totally. You know? Like, here's what I want to know. Who is the T-Rex's publicist? Because that's who right. I need. <laughs> T-Rex publicist is selling him as like the biggest, meanest guy in all of Hollywood. Do you think that the reason that the T-Rex became so popular was because somebody had the good sense to um, abbreviate the name? Oh, because you know what? Tyrannosaurus Rex ain't loser. anybody. Everyone would think that guy's a loser, loser and they'd be right. And they would. They'd be like, I bet he walks real slow. <laughs> Because, like, you know when you go to a, on a museum tour with kids and the guy, guide will always be like, what's your favorite dinosaur? And I'm like, can you really? Right. And the guides get so mad because uh-huh. they're sick of it. Sick of it. Meanwhile, the, the raptors over here are like, <laughs> I'm the real terror. Getting no attention because I'm small. I, Eating everybody up I with those little chicken things. Crack the case I that know. the reason that they get so much attention is just because some, their publicists shortened their name. Mm-hmm. Like, like who else? The Rock. It's like The Rock. It is. Dwayne Johnson, loser. L- <gasps> Drill. The Rock? We are onto something. You are a slave to your name. <laughs> that's, that's our theory. Mm-hmm. Sarah and Susie got a theory. Um, okay. Do you want to do... Do you want to bitch about anything? I do have something. I'm ready. Oh my God. This one, Suze, I almost called you after this and this, everybody on the planet, I feel will understand what I'm saying here. Okay. 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 So my husband goes out, we have a crummy ass, small, tiny frying pan that we cook eggs in and it's not sticky anymore. Okay. So we're like, we got to get a new one. Like it's not, it's, it's. Not, it's not non It's sticky. not non <laughs> Yes. Whatever you're supposed to, whatever I want it to be, it's not that. wore out. Wore out. Yes. So Landon gets a new one at Pavilions. Just like goes to the grocery store and gets it. I know. Susie's making a Big face mistake. like, first of all, Rookie we have move. only Williams-Sonoma one. So <laughs> let's get the one that matches right. Which, fine. We won't hold against him. He's trying to do the right thing. He's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Good intentions. I'm not going to Williams-Sonoma anytime soon. So <laughs> he buys it. And takes it home, and it's been a few days go by, and he's used it a couple times. Then it's my time to have some breakfast, and I cook some eggs on it. And the motherfucking handle 
<laughs> is heavier than the base of the pan. It's like they use one handle size for every pan. So when you buy the smallest frying pan and you have the handle and you put it on your stove, it tips, it tips over. over. It tips over. What the GD hell? So now I'm like, okay, my husband buys something and now I have to return it. This is like always, this kind of stuff always happens. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, he got the wrong thing. So <laughs> and I, that's not his fault. That's though. not his fault. Yeah. First, And it's a good brand. It's that OXO brand, which yeah. is like, I love their pop top storage containers. <laughs> Those are great. Yeah loyal forever customer there yeah but not with their pants so i go okay let's go online i'll call customer service because a, a company like this i cannot believe you do this you have too much has, time on your hands it was the morning and i was like i'm pissed first thing in the morning i got my this is so stupid that it does i had that feeling that feeling of regret of like we just spent 40 dollars. maybe it was like 32 dollars. okay i think that was the retail price so i call customer service and I get Chrissy. <laughs> and Chrissy is helping me out. And she, I explained to Chrissy the situation and how silly that is. And she seems like she's heard this before. So she's like, yeah, no problem. If you have the receipt, just send back the receipt. Like with the receipt. And I go, okay, well, I don't have the receipt. And she goes, okay, well, we can't do it without receipt. So then in my head, I think, okay, well, I'll just buy another pan, save that receipt, return that one. Da, da, da. It'll, I'll work that out. No big deal. Then she says, all right, so here's our address and you just ship it back to us. And I went, hang on a sec, Chrissy. You want me to give you the $38 receipt, Uh send back the pan and pay $25 shipping and handling to get it to you? How does that make any fucking sense? I should have never used the word fucking. No. And the, the set, the... Thought in my head ran through like that. That was 0.5 seconds where I was like, "Choose which word you want to say here." And I was like, mm, "Go with the dramatic." Like you're a drama queen, Sarah. Use the and as soon as I did, she went, "Ma'am, I cannot help you if you are yelling at me." She said, "Oh, she said my the 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 three words that no woman ever wants to hear, ma'am." Calm, calm down. down. Susie, you knew it. And I was like, I'm not calm. <laughs> oh, I was not calm. But I, of course, took a deep breath and I was like, okay, you can't, you know, we're trying a new thing about like be nice to customer service ladies. So I like tried to play it off and I was like, oh, you know, I just live in LA and like that's just thing people say here. And she goes, well, I live in Pittsburgh. Where'd she say? Um, uh, someplace, Philadelphia or someplace, some. Uh, someplace I wouldn't think would be like super square, but she was like, well, I live wherever and we do not talk no like that here. Way. So she did not like me. Why didn't you just take it back to Bavilles? Because I didn't have the receipt for it. I didn't, I would have to go. Adam would have handled that. I know. You know his legendary British accent. <laughs> Adam is legendary at returning stuff. I needed him, but I, but that's the, my favorite part about this is that OXO is kind enough to send you a follow-up email oh, no. that says, how did we how do, did we do oh, here? No. And of course, that was like my most fun email to get because if you click on it, 
it then gives you an entire profile for Chrissy oh, and no. her favorite things. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop it right this second. I'm not second. going to stop what it. What are they? I'm trying to find the picture of it because it's so good because I have them all. She's oh, like, here it is. I guarantee okay. you she's like Angela from The Office. She likes cats. Oh, keep going. <laughs> guess, just guess Baking. a little bit. I want to show you a picture of Chrissy first. <gasps> oh, she's from Pennsylvania. Oh, no, Here's so Chrissy sorry. from Pennsylvania. Probably Amish country, oh my Pennsylvania. God, they should not send that. No shit. I'm like, I just. Do you think they do that the because F-word. they think that means you'll give a better review? Yeah, probably because you want to hear oh about a little bit about Chrissy from Pennsylvania. <laughs> what if I knew her? She's a singer, a freelance um, artist, a Steeler enthusiast. She's from Pittsburgh. An avid solo traveler, a cat mom, <laughs> an auntie to eight. And professional at being seriously silly. And I was like, damn, she sounds like a brain candy brainiac. <laughs> she probably is. I know. Chrissy. And I was like, yo, Chrissy, if you're out there listening, shout out to Chrissy. Thanks you know for helping me. I can find anything online. You can find Chrissy. I can Chrissy. find her easy. Easy. With that amount of information. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be her entire bio. Sarah, it you swore at her. I said, I said it in, I didn't say Chrissy, you're a fucking blah, blah, blah. I said, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking serious? Like, like it was like a, it was more of a, what is that form emphatic. of speech? You were being emphatic. Yes. Well, I once almost got kicked out of a Verizon <gasps> store for the same reason. For using that word? Did they tell you to calm down? Mm-hmm. No. I, yeah, I went in with a broken phone, but I have insurance. Mm-hmm. And when he did the, you know, oh when they, they do this number. I would number, love to be there. He did this number. Where they like tap, tap, tap on their... Beep, boop, boop, not doing anything. Yeah. And he goes, I'm sorry, ma'am, you don't have insurance. And I'm like, no, no, I absolutely do. Do I look like a fucking idiot? (gasps) And he was like, ma'am, if you use that word again, I'm going to have to escort you out. Well, you know what? Landon (laughs) told me after I told him the whole story is that that's considered harassment. Right. And as soon as you use, like they have a list of words that are as soon as you use, they are allowed to stop helping you. Okay, but I was referring to myself. Well, you, right, but it's considered her. I was referring to the situation. <laughs> Yours was more about her, though. It was totally about her. I was like, Chrissy, uh, you don't fucking get on my train with this. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I really love that story so end much. End of story. Uh, they paid for shipping and handling, and uh, I got, and they said, just this once. And I said, oh, don't worry. <laughs> no problem there. OXO. <laughs> That's shopping at Williams Sonoma next time. This edition of what has been named the Brain Candy Podcast Sour Patch. <laughs> Thank you to our Brainiac <sighs> who chose that name. That's perfect. I wish I could remember her name. Do you remember who chose that? I'll have to look it up. We'll to give, give her, her a proper shout. I'm going to send her something. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. God, that was a good one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, okay. I have stuff. Okay. You asked me on a recent episode about the origin of the Playboy Bunny. uh, Oh, yeah. We were talking about like fertility or whatever that is. Yeah. And I happened to come across an article about about just that. And 
it was more about the costume and, you know, how they had the, the club, the Playboy Club, yes, which yes. is where those women were waitresses. And I think you'll be totally fascinated about some of the things about that club in particular. Because now, if you see somebody in one of those costumes, they're just playmates who are wearing it for an event yeah, or something. Yeah. But at the time, these were very specific. They could only be used at the Playboy Club, which was a men's only um, club, but you could bring women if you wanted to, but they couldn't be members. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here are some facts. Uh, it was, you know, created because of the fertility reference and that he, Hef, wanted it to be a humorous reference to sex, but yet he insisted on wearing a tuxedo because he wanted to be sophisticated. So he insisted that the women uh-huh. were a humor, hum, humorous reference to sex. And kind of dispose like the one replaceable. All the They're all the same. It's just a different, same uniform, different, but he got to be. Ooh, he okay, wanted ooh. to wear a tux for sophistication. And then um, the suit was designed to be simultaneously constricting and liberating. So it was a corset, yeah. which, you know, of course is constricting. Um, and it needed to be, originally they wanted it to be a nighty, but uh, they were very worried about women serving and, and lighting cigars and igniting the dress. You're at, right. So they had to make it so that it f- was form-fitted to the body, which I was totally fascinated by. Then the tail, the puff on the bum, yeah. the white thing, it's supposed to be symbolic of just like a tiny bit of innocence because it's white. Uh-huh. And they made it originally with yarn, but then they had to stop because men were purposely lighting them on yes, fire. right. Oh, my God. And okay. they had to switch them to a fire-retardant fabric. That's gross. Fur, yeah. Fake fur. Um, that it was so... People, men, were doing that so often that they had to change the costume. And then when... And on the sides, right, I think at the leg opening, they had a bit of... Um, sort of like string it wasn't actually a bow tie or any uh, that tied but it was supposed to create the feeling that at any moment there could be a malfunction uh-huh. and that their clothes could just come yeah. tumbling off oh my gosh the amount of thought that's put into that <laughs> and then certain things that were um not allowed were they couldn't wear any jewelry mm-hmm. which is surprising to me they couldn't wear any i think because it labels you as a like that puts your place in society or like your value so if you have a woman who has a big old ring on that says it's worth a lot of money then if you're a man coming in there and you don't make enough to afford that kind of ring in your mind you would say i i can't have that woman because she's worth more than and they probably didn't want women wearing their marriage rings of course married they weren't allowed to wear nail polish weird no explanation for that or eyeglasses they were forbidden so they need some hubble contacts i guess <laughs> right but they were encouraged to wear hair pieces that was fine uh well, so i guess you couldn't work there if you wore glasses right because... or you just ha- didn't see very well oh like you, they were fine with that who cares right um all that mattered was people could see you um and then finally you were not allowed to bend at the waist because they oh. didn't want to risk your bosom falling, falling out. out because um, most women had a lot of padding in there because they only offered 34D and 36, oh. uh, 36D size uh, breast. Well, I'm out. Well, but you could do it. They just make you wear the Phew. cutlets in there or yeah. whatever they did back then. Oh, my God. You're welcome for that. Jeez. Right? That's a lot. 
You, you ask and I deliver. Yeah, she did her homework, people. <laughs> I was so excited to come across it because, I mean, after he died, there were a lot of articles and I, I uh, maybe I missed it at that time, but I, when I saw yeah. it, I was like, oh, let me hear about this. Mm-hmm. And of course, they always mention Gloria Steinem when she like infiltrated and then told everybody about it, but I don't know. That's that's. And the they story. all had to get STD tests. And oh, go really? see it. Oh, I yeah. Didn't know that. That's what she said in her article that she had oh. to go to a doctor and get a pelvic exam. And she said, "How come as a, I have to get a pelvic exam as a waitress? Like, there's no reason." Oh, gross. Uh huh. That's troubling. Yeah. Um. Oh. Since we're talking about women, do you want to do a badass bitch? Yes. You had one in mind, I know. Oh my gosh, I do. I'm so excited to share this one with you because it's uh. One that I think if we were to do this show 20 years from now or 50 years from now, we would be calling her a badass bitch through history. But now is when she's like hopping on the scene. She's a badass bitch today. She is a badass bitch today. Okay, so the gal uh, I want to talk to you guys about, her name is Aliyah Almansuri. It's A-L-A-M-S-O-O-R-I. And she's 15 years old. And just, uh, I want to say like last week or two weeks ago, she had her experiment launched into space. Why? She designed an experiment. (laughs) Uh, Well, she's a 15-year-old student from Dubai. And there was, there's a competition that Boeing puts out every year. It's basically put out to students and it says from grade seven, what is it? Seven through 12th grade. And it's to encourage them to design experiments that could be created in space. So schools participate in this from around the world. And I mean, some schools turn it into projects where, you know, they get together and create something that could be done in space or something to give you more information about technologies in space. Um, A lot of information comes from studying how we're going to handle things in space. Like ideas for recycling products come from, originated from how do we dispose of things when we're at the space station when you can't get rid of trash. So a lot of those ideas start from there. And what she did is she designed an experiment to study how heat shock proteins affect DNA. I don't even know what the hell that means. (laughs) How about that? That's really cool. And it's basically studying how these proteins respond to stressors like heat and cold and UV light. And by researching this, we can get... Uh, more concrete information to say, can you grow life in space? And can you, can these particles and can this DNA um, survive? And because it radiation and things like that, we have no idea what it does. Mm-hmm. And so she was able to design an experiment that is now launched into space. I'm, it's probably traveling there right now. I don't know how fast it travels, but it will be there. And can you believe that? 15 years old. Wow. And she's the winner. And she said she wanted to be, she wants to be uh, an astronaut, so this is her dream. And she says that there's no such thing as impossible. Jeez. I am so inspired by people like that. <laughs> right? And I'll put the link up to this in our um, in our podcast. And there's an awesome interview with her. And she's just like a cool, like, wears a leather jacket and glasses and, you know, a NASA t-shirt. And I'm just like, you're a freaking badass bitch. I saw a girl, and just a stranger with her dad. She must have been... I don't know, 12, 13, and she had on a NASA shirt. And I just saw her walk. It was in Pittsburgh, actually. And she walked by me and I said, hey, I really like your T-shirt. And she was really excited. 
that I said something, but I really want to encourage like yes. even strangers to know like I see you and yes. you're rad. Yes. And I have no idea why she was wearing the shirt. Maybe she just thought it was funny or she, maybe she really loves NASA. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I have seen those at Target, so Me too. I'm sure in the boys and, and girls, girls section. section. I love that. Target is really doing a I went I bought it. I wore my NASA oh, shirt to you? bed last night. I want one. Okay. Why didn't you got buy you one? Because I, I got you a book. Get you just, here. <laughs> she did. She came here with a wrapped <laughs> gift today. And I'm like, why didn't you buy me a shirt? <laughs> Thank you for the book, Suze, by the Because, if way. I bought you every single thing that I saw and liked for you, yeah. I would have no money. Because <laughs> every single time I see something, I'm like, oh, Susie would love this. Oh, I should get this for Susie. Oh, my God. Susie would love this. True. I'll buy the shirt because you did tell me I should start wearing more T-shirts. Yeah, because so you look so cute with shirts. I and you are wearing trying one. trying to wear I more love it. T-shirts. With no bra. I see you. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm basically burning the bra. You should. Like, I have a few that I wear when I, w- you have to because yeah, 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 sometimes yeah. it's... You got to go pick up your but kid thought, at school. Why did PCA I pay meeting? all this money? No, not even at school. I oh, will not wear a bra. Great. great. Unless the shirt's see-through, right. I'm not wearing it Good. because I hate them in general. And bras or boobs? Bras. Bras. Okay, and I good. paid all that money right. for these perfect, they do not perfect. sag. They're perfect. I'm so jealous. Don't be jealous. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to do that, then why are you still wearing a bra? Right, right. Plus, we know what happened when I wore a bra, and then the picture makes it look like they're even Huge. bigger. Huge. Yeah, people were like, yo, what's up? You know what? Just look at my nips, and then right. tell me what about that. Right. <laughs> what about <laughs> what it? About- <laughs> um, okay. Oh, that's so funny. So uh, we have some episodes coming up that we're going to do about the challenge. If you have questions about the challenge that you feel we haven't ever answered, you can send them to our assistant, Dahlia. Her name is spelled D-A-H-L-I-A at thebraincandypodcast.com. And she'll pass them along to us and we'll include as many as we can. We've got a lot already from the Facebook group. Yeah. But I just wanted to let you know. And also, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast player of choice. We love that. And don't forget to subscribe. We're done already? Yeah. I mean... <sighs> okay. Well, next time, I've got so many good stories Me to too. tell you. Me too. We're just, you know, on a roll. See you next time. Bye.